As adults, I think we can all agree that there are certain things we'd rather not spend our money on and wish people would just gift us instead. And deodorant is definitely on the top of this list for me. And it's no surprise that Lumi is on the top of the most wished for list on Amazon when it comes to personal care products. If you haven't heard by now, Lumi is a game-changing whole body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to work not only on your armpits, but also your feet, your privates, and everywhere else you get odor. No matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long, all thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula. I've been using Lumi for over a year now, and honestly, there are times when I don't even put on perfume because I already smell so good and I always get complimented even when I'm just wearing my deodorant. I even got some of my friends on it and they say the same exact thing, and we love that it's pH-balanced and safe to use anywhere, but it's not just us who stand by them they also have over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it and if you really think about it gifting lumi isn't really gifting just a deodorant it's gifting someone a product that's going to elevate their personal care routine and help them feel confident from head to toe if you're interested in trying lumi for the first time lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers it comes with a solid stick deodorant cream tube deodorant and two free products of your choice like their mini body wash and deodorant wipes plus you can get free shipping as well as a special offer to our listeners new customers can get five dollars off lumi starter pack with our code GLOW and for a limited time, returning customers can get $5 off their next purchase of $30 or more. All you have to do is go to lumideodorant.com and use code GLOW at checkout. That's lumideodorant spelled L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com and use code GLOW at checkout. Thank you to Lumi for sponsoring today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Just Go With It podcast. And if you are new here, welcome. My name is Jasmine. I am a certified life coach, content creator, and the host of this podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle, wellness, and self-growth. So welcome to our last episode of 2023, you guys. This is it. This is the last one of the year, and I know Fridays aren't typically my posting days, but I really wanted to get this episode out before Christmas, before the new year, and I just want to spend the last two weeks of the year slowing down, reflecting, recharging, and just taking my time easing into the new year, so that's why we have the Friday podcast episode. So I hope you guys don't mind, but I cannot believe that we are now at the end of another year. It is insane to me. I feel like it was just the other day I was talking about my 2023 intentions and goals, how to stay motivated for the new year, and here we are at the end of another year. It is absolutely wild to me, and I don't know. I feel... This, if I'm completely honest, this year was very weird for me. I had a lot of amazing moments this year, don't get me wrong. I had so many wonderful opportunities, so many new experiences, a lot of firsts, especially in my career, and I've grown so much. But there were also a lot of challenges this year as well. I felt super stagnant in a lot of ways. Mentally, there's a lot of things that I've been struggling with, and I just think it goes to show the duality of life where you can experience so many highs, but then there can also be so many lows. I will say nothing terribly happened this year, which I'm grateful for. I just think more so mentally, I felt very stagnant and stuck. This definitely wasn't the easiest year for me by any means, 
but there were some pockets of beautiful moments and blessings that I'm truly very grateful for, which I won't get so into into this episode. I feel like I've talked about them enough, but I just wanted to share that this year was a lot in good ways and in difficult ways, but I think that's just a part of life. Going into 2024, I really want to apply the lessons that I learned this year and just go in with a fresh new perspective, which is why I'm really being intentional with taking the last two weeks of the year off. And I wasn't intending on doing that, in the beginning of the month, I actually set a goal to post every single day on my social media platforms. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've been posting very consistently on Instagram and TikTok, and I'm very proud of myself. In addition to doing my weekly YouTube videos and my weekly podcast episodes, and I was going to continue posting every single day, but I honestly felt that if I did do that, I would burn out really, really badly. And that is definitely not how I want to start the new year. I want to enter 2024 feeling recharged. But sometimes in life, in order to take 10 steps forward, you have to take two steps back and get yourself right. So that's what I'm going to do for the last two weeks of the year. And it's very intentional. So I'm making sure not to feel guilty about it. As a previously hyper productive person, sometimes it can be very difficult to slow down and take a step back because I've once tied my self-worth to my productivities and that's something that I'm still working on unlearning and realizing that doing less doesn't mean that I'm achieving less and that all of my previous hard work that I've done is going to waste because it's definitely not the case so yeah we're taking the last two weeks of the year off completely I might post here and there if I feel inspired to but I'm definitely not putting any pressure to do anything and I'm very grateful that I have the ability to do that. But anyways, in today's episode, I did want to talk about some of my biggest and best lessons of the year. This episode was actually inspired by a question that I received on my Instagram stories when I did a little Q&A, get to know me. I received a question on what my biggest lesson of the year was and I had a few but there are honestly so many more things that I wanted to share and talk about that I couldn't do in a single Instagram story so I thought I would share some of my top lessons that I've learned, experienced, gone through in this year and there are definitely things that I talked about throughout the year in other episodes. So this is just kind of like a combination of the best of the best. But before we get into that, I do want to share my obsessions for this week. I only have two obsessions this week. This was a very strange week for me. It was kind of all over the place and not a typical week for me. And my first obsession of the week is my 5 a.m. morning routine. So if you caught my Instagram post or on my TikTok, I talked about how I am officially a 5 a.m. morning routine girly once again, and I haven't been a 5 a.m. morning routine person in at least two years. So for the last two years, I have definitely taken a more slow approach to my morning routine and just to like my daily life routine in general. I haven't been using an alarm clock for the last two weeks. Only if I had an appointment or a meeting or something like that, then of course I used an alarm. But for the most part, I just allowed myself to naturally wake up whenever my body wanted to wake up, which was typically around like 6.30, 7 a.m. So not too late, but I also did 
allow myself to have a slower morning routine, take my time with doing everything. The last two years has definitely been a season of slowing down and embracing a slower living. And in that, I've learned so many valuable lessons that I will apply throughout my life, such as learning how to cycle sync my lifestyle, my workouts, how to better support myself throughout different phases of my cycle, how to practice better self-care, listen to my intuition and my body and so many amazing tools that I did not know prior to this season of in my life. But now I feel like I'm entering a completely different season in life and I'm just craving so much more structure and discipline. I am craving waking up earlier, having a more productive and structured morning routine. And so this week I've been implementing a 5 a.m. morning routine. It's been a lot easier than I thought it would be. And I kind of shared a glimpse of what my 5 a.m. morning routine looks like in my last YouTube video that I posted recently. It's actually my last YouTube video of the year as well. So if you want like a more in-depth visual perspective of what my morning routine looks like, just check that out. But I have been waking up around 5 a.m. and surprisingly, it's been a lot easier than I thought it would be. And just some tips that have helped me to wake up earlier. Honestly, starts with the night before. If I don't do my night routine and do the things that I need to do the night before, my mornings become significantly more difficult. And so what I've been doing every evening to help me become a 5 a.m. morning routine person has been being in bed by 9.30 the latest, which means I start my evening routine around 8 p.m. So you know, I do whatever I need to do, clean up my space, skincare, shower, journal, have my sleepy girl mocktail, have my things ready for the next morning so that I just get up and go and I don't have to think about it. I don't have to do anything else. And it has made my life infinitely easier in the morning than trying to scramble. Doing it the night before has helped me so much and I've really been loving waking up earlier and having just a productive morning. I feel like I'm able to get so much more done. I love being able to start my days focusing on myself and my healthy habits and my mindset and I feel so ready to take on the day and be like the best version of myself. So this is definitely a routine that I plan on implementing in the new year. That's why I kind of started it earlier. That way when January 1st comes around, I'm already good to go and I'm not struggling to wake up early and do the things that I want to do. So we've been loving that. And then another routine that I've been loving is my Friday evening self-care routine. So I've been doing this thing where Friday evenings are kind of like solo self-care me time and it starts off with a therapy session. I just went back to therapy. I like to take little breaks here and there and I recently just went back to therapy. So to kind of start off my solo self-care routine, it starts off with therapy and then after my therapy session, I like to go on a walk around my neighborhood. I like to take time to self-reflect, kind of think about whatever was discussed in therapy or just unwind from the week, the day. And after that, I will either order takeout, start dinner depending on what I want. Or, and then after that, I'll shower 
rinse off and then I've really been loving taking a bath. So in my apartment I have a two bed two bath and my guest bathroom has a bath and I have not been utilizing it as much as I should since I've lived here and I've recently been using my bathtub and taking baths every Friday night and I, I've been loving a nice bubble bath and just having music playing in the background, some candles, the lights off and I really have been enjoying journaling while I'm taking taking a bath and then after my bath that's when I do my skincare my body care by this time I'll make my sleepy girl mocktail and I'll just chill for the rest of the evening whether it's watching a show a movie whatever I want to do I just relax and I really have been loving this little solo self-care routine and it's definitely something that I want to keep up in the new year as well and for me this solo self-care routine is so important for my mental health as well obviously it's like a cute relaxing little routine to have but at the end of every week I've been feeling very burnt out mentally drained and tired and I've noticed that throughout the week I don't have as much time to check in with myself as much as I would like so this gives me an opportunity to really check in with myself to check in with my mental health to recharge so we love this so those are my two obsessions for the week there wasn't a lot going on this week like I said it was it was a weird week but I still managed to practice some of these routines so I'm happy about that I know this busy holiday season, you're probably looking for some nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you on your jam-packed days. With Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, it can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals that are delivered straight to your door. You'll be able to save time and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all of your holiday to-dos. Although I'm not doing any more traveling this holiday season, your girl is still very much busy and I'm always looking for ways to make my life easier and help me stay on track with my goals which is why I love factor I can cross off meal prepping off my to-do list with factor I can skip the meal planning grocery shopping chopping prepping and cleaning and get fresh never frozen meals delivered straight to my door what I love about factor is that they're ready in just two minutes so all I have to do is heat and enjoy and I could treat myself to high quality delicious meals even during the holidays if you're interested in trying out Factor yourself, you can do so by heading over to factormeals.com slash MissJasmineSH50 and use code MissJasmineSH50 to get 50% off your order. That's factormeals.com slash M-I-S-S-J-A-S-M-I-N-E-E-S-H-50 and use code M-I-S-S-J-A-S-M-I-N-E-E-S-H-50 for 50% off your Factor order. Thank you to Factor for sponsoring today's episode. So one thing I really love about the podcast is how it serves as a diary of my growth and my journey and I'm able to capture some really special moments in my life as well as the really difficult ones and I love that I can look back and reflect on my year. During my first episode of 2023, I stated that my themes for this year were to be aligned, abundant, and feel like I've arrived in my journey and just to kind of recap what I meant by these three themes for aligned I said that I'm choosing accepting and allowing what aligns for me only such as opportunities habits relationships friendships beliefs and etc 
And for this theme, I feel like I really did stick to this when it came to opportunities, habits, relationships, friendships. Now, I will say I wasn't perfect. There were times where I was tested and I failed and I chose the unaligned option, but I quickly got myself back on track and chose the aligned option. And honestly, doing this really served as an amazing guiding compass. And while I was making decisions or choosing different options and different paths for me to take, the one question that I kept asking myself, does this align with the version of myself that I want to be, the vision that I have for my life? Yes or no? That simple. And it really helped me to make the more aligned decisions. For abundant, I said that I'm allowing myself to fully receive all the abundance that is available to me without any resistance or doubt. And I will say that I definitely stayed on track with this as well. This year, I definitely experienced so many things that I wasn't even thinking about or aware to or thought that could happen to me. I really made it a point to be intentional about being open to whatever was available to me this year and I feel like I achieved that and then the last theme that I wanted to make 2023 about was feeling like I have arrived so this word has to do with the mindset shift that I made around becoming my best self and the woman that I desire to be and feeling as though I'm no longer working on becoming her I am already her and I will say that I think this one is still a work in progress I feel like in many ways I have arrived and I am a lot of who I say I am and what I wanted to become but I do feel like this is definitely still a work in progress if I had to measure it I would say that I'm about 70% of the way there but there's still a little bit more to go which I'm not mad about I'm very happy with the progress that I've made but those were my themes for this year specifically and now that we're nearing the end of the year I can say I stay true to these themes it wasn't always easy to do so throughout the year like I said I definitely was tested and at times went off course but I quickly got myself together and reminded myself of my intentions. So going into 2024, I definitely have to think about my core themes that I want to focus on. In the new year, I did already write out my goals, but I need to pick like three core words that represent what this new year means to me. But now I want to get into the lessons that I learned this year. This is kind of all over the place because this year has honestly been all over the place. So there isn't a specific theme that I'm going with but the first major lesson that I've been learning this year is to trust in my path and in my journey and I say learning because it's something that I'm still actively working on because sometimes it isn't easy so if I'm completely honest for the good portion of this year I felt incredibly lost in my journey One thing that really overwhelms me about life, and I don't know if anyone else is like this, it's the fact that there are countless and unlimited different paths and directions that we can take in life. And in any moment, we could decide to change the course of our life. You could choose to move to a different country. You can choose to change career paths. You can choose to end a relationship. You could choose to move back to your hometown. You could choose to do anything anything that you want in any moment and this fact really 
overwhelms me a lot. And there were moments when I questioned if I was on the right path, if the choices I was making were the correct choices. And it's this overwhelming feeling of choice, of so many possibilities, so many directions, and the fear of possibly making the wrong move. And there were so many things in my life that I questioned from my career path, the decision to move to a different state so far away from my family and friends, to just everything. And for me, trusting in my path has been about accepting the fact that this journey isn't always a straight line and sometimes there are detours, obstacles, and we might have to make certain detours that we aren't expecting to make and it's understanding that sometimes the best things happen when we let go of the need to know exactly where we're going and to have a perfectly laid out roadmap right in front of us and I know that can be a very scary thought for me I'm the type of person I want to know where we're going when we're going who's going to be there what we're doing how long we're going to be there, like I need to know all the details, I need to feel in control, but the thing about life and the journey of life is we rarely ever know the who, what, when, where, and why, and we just have to have unconditional faith and trust that we're doing the right thing. We have to have a certain level of confidence in ourselves that we're capable of making the right choices and that whatever is meant to happen will happen. Things will unfold as they are meant to, but when you're in the thick of it, of the unknown, and you have no sense of direction, and it's dark out, and it seems like there's no help in sight, that is when it's really, really difficult. And I definitely found myself feeling so overwhelmed with the idea that I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know. All I know is that this is what feels good. This is what I think I want and if one day I wake up and I decide actually I don't want any of this then I will cross that bridge when I get there but all I know is I do feel like I'm doing what I meant to be doing it's just sometimes you're not 100% certain and you just want like a little signal a little sign that telling you yes you're on the right path keep going so I definitely found myself this year asking for many, many signs, asking for a sense of direction, asking for certainty. And something that I realized even in the midst of uncertainty is even though I might not know what I'm doing or where I'm going or if it's working, one thing I do know for sure is that I'm evolving and I'm growing and that's better than staying stagnant. And kind of on the same line of trusting in my path and in my journey, another major lesson that I've learned this year is that rejection is redirection and protection. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely experienced a lot of rejection this year, which also played a role in me feeling uncertain about my path and not trusting in my journey. And whether it's not getting the job you wanted, not getting approved for the apartment or the house that you really wanted or a relationship not working out. Looking back now though, one thing rejection has taught me is every time I've been told a no, I've been protected from situations that were not of my higher good and I was always met with something even better. 
But I know that's easier said than done. There were definitely moments when I desperately wanted something or I was so certain that something was going to work out and then it didn't. And it was the most soul-crushing thing ever to experience. But now, looking back, I can see how certain things didn't work out and for a good reason and how it wasn't actually meant for my path and had certain things played out the way that I wanted them to then other things wouldn't have happened in my life. And when it comes to rejection, something that I've also learned is a no doesn't mean no forever. It just might mean not right now. Maybe it's just the timing isn't right. Maybe the circumstances aren't quite right, but that doesn't mean it's a no forever. So I've learned to shift my perspective when I've been rejected by something or someone. Maybe it's this isn't for me or maybe it's this is not for me right now either way i can't control that all i can control is how i view the situation how i respond to the situation and i choose to believe that when i'm being rejected by something i'm being redirected to something better and i'm being protected from what is not for me so another lesson that i've really overcome this year is imposter syndrome and this is something that i've dealt with my entire life and i feel like i've finally made some really huge strides when it comes to my imposter syndrome and i've talked about my imposter syndrome before on the podcast so it's nothing new but there have been times when my imposter syndrome would sneak in and tell me that i wasn't qualified or capable enough for something that i wasn't worthy enough that i wasn't deserving I vividly remember moments when I doubted my abilities, specifically as a content creator or as an influencer, despite achieving some of the things that I have achieved. In the back of my mind, there was always that voice that was telling me I am not enough or that I don't belong. And those feelings and those voices can be very paralyzing and it can cause you to self-sabotage. And it was definitely a cloud overshadowing my accomplishments and it was very very frustrating to know that I have achieved certain things in my life and in my career and yet still in the back of my mind there was that little voice that was telling me you're not enough and a major turning point for me this year has been deciding to confront my imposter syndrome head-on and the way that I did that was by deliberately placing myself in uncomfortable situations where my imposter syndrome would be the most prevalent and putting myself in situations that pushed me outside of my comfort zone and forced me to face those limiting beliefs and that self-doubt really helped me to overcome those. For a content creator like myself, this meant, you know, accepting opportunities that scared me or speaking to people that I felt were above me and or even sharing very vulnerable aspects of myself and my journey on my platforms and something that I've learned through navigating my imposter syndrome is there is so much power in facing discomfort head-on those uncomfortable situations that I placed myself in were uncomfortable obviously but every time I faced that discomfort something shifted within me. I grew, I learned, and I proved to myself that I could handle more than I thought. And with every uncomfortable situation or conversation or experience, I became more and more confident in myself. And my confidence began to grow and my imposter syndrome began to lessen. And by doing this, it's like I was rewriting the narrative in my mind, one uncomfortable step at a time. 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So one thing my family and I have prioritized during the holiday season is spending quality time together instead of stressing about finding the perfect gift for every person. But I know it's gift giving season and you're probably thinking about everyone else but yourself right now. But as a self-care advocate, I want to encourage you for just a moment to think about yourself and ask yourself, what is the best gift you could give yourself right now? One of the best gifts I've ever given myself is the gift of therapy. Therapy has played a huge role in helping me transform my life and without it i don't know who i'd be where i'd be or what i'd be doing and at times in my life therapy was all i had and i will always be an advocate for therapy especially better help and i'm so excited that i recently went back to therapy like i said i like to take breaks here and there and i just got back to therapy i've been using better help since 2020 before they ever became sponsors of the podcast i've paid with my own money and if you're thinking of starting therapy definitely give better help a try what i love about them is it's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can also switch therapists anytime for no additional charge i've done it myself a few times in the season of giving give yourself what you need with better help to get started, all you have to do is visit betterhelp.com slash glowwithit to get 10% off your first month of therapy. That's betterhelp.com slash glowwithit. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Another major lesson that I learned this year is the power in community. I feel like this year was the year of experiencing a lot of duality. Like I mentioned earlier in this episode, I experienced lots of highs and lots of lows. And another example of duality that I experienced this year was a huge sense of community as well as a huge sense of loneliness as well. So throughout this year, I've spent a lot of quality time with family and friends. My sisters visited me for the springtime and my best friend also came to visit me for my birthday. I spent a month back home in my hometown and I saw so many people and I also met so many new people as well. I, I went on a wellness retreat with a lot of the girls that I go to Pilates with and I got even closer with some of my friends that I've met out here. I also reconnected with a lot of old friends that I hadn't spoken to in many, many years. Like, there were quite a few actually that I reconnected with this year. So there were many moments of community connection, spending quality time with my family and friends. But at the same time, I experienced so many moments of loneliness as well. And I feel like the reason why I've experienced extreme loneliness as well as extreme sense of community is because there is a huge imbalance between the two. So it's not like throughout the week I'm just living my life or working, focusing on myself and then on the weekend I'm hanging out with my girls or I'm spending time with my family. I go months and months and months alone and then I will spend weeks being surrounded by other people and it's just a lot of change at once and something that I am realizing for 2024 is that I want more of a balance between my social life and my solo time because don't get me wrong, I love spending time by myself. I love a good solo self-care day. I love being with myself. That's not the problem. The problem is I go too long between spending time by myself and then seeing 
my family and friends and then when i do see my family and friends it's like non-stop back to back and then i get socially drained in a perfect world i would have a better balance between spending time by myself and then spending time with family and friends and i wouldn't go months without seeing them and i don't know what the solution is because i do live in another state and it's not really possible to see my family and friends every weekend or even every other weekend I just feel like I'm in a crossroads and I don't know what to do because I know the solution in fixing this would be to move back, but I also know there's absolutely no way I could ever do that, especially after my last visit. That trip really solidified for me. There's no way I could ever move back to my hometown and actually be content and fulfilled. I constantly struggle between missing my family and friends, but also trying to do what's best for me. So I don't know what the solution here is. Honestly, I just know that I want a better balance between my social life and my solo time. And it's not good for my mental health to go months and months and months without seeing my family and friends. My only other solution is to cultivate my own community out here. I have done that, but I definitely could do a better job at growing it. So I'm just putting it out into the universe that in 2024 i find a community that is for me that's closer to where i'm at that way it can fulfill that void that i feel another big lesson that was very prevalent for me this year was learning the balance between being grateful for where i'm at while working on where i want to be and this is something that i really struggled with this year and i did have a moment this year where i really got caught up in where i wanted to be and i completely neglected the blessings that i had the opportunities that i had i had completely forgotten the fact that what i currently had in my life were things that i used to pray for and i quickly had to check myself and realize what i was doing and if i didn't make any changes i would constantly be stuck in the cycle of never being happy never being satisfied and always chasing the next thing so i'm consciously being aware of the blessings that are currently in my life while also working towards my goals and it's a daily practice that i have to do my last major lesson of this year that I really want to talk about is the importance of having humility. I had to learn how to cultivate humility so much this year, whether I wanted to or not. And I think having humility is so important because it reminds us that we're not perfect. We have our own things to work on and be better in. And no matter how much work we think we do on ourselves, the work is never truly done. And I've really had to take a step back this year and recognize my own toxic patterns and unhealthy habits because although I've been doing this personal growth work for many, many years, there are still things that I need to work on. And this year, I've been reminded the importance of always staying open to being the student, meaning being open to learning, growing, being okay with people pointing out your shortcomings and working on those things and not taking offense. And that's something that I really have had to learn this year, especially in my interpersonal relationships. And I've also had to apply this in my career as well and always being open to learning, growing, getting better, doing better. 
So this is definitely a huge lesson that I intend on applying in 2024. So these are some of my biggest lessons of 2023. And as I previously mentioned, if I'm completely honest, this was not the best year for me. Again, we had some cute moments. We had some amazing opportunities. I'm very grateful for those things. But the majority of this year was more difficult than not. And I just wanted to share that because I know during this time of year, you're seeing everyone share their accomplishments and goals. And I love that. I do it myself. But I also think it's important to have a conversation on the reality of everything. And although I've accomplished some amazing things this year that I'm incredibly proud of, there's also another aspect to it, which is mentally I struggled a lot. Emotionally, I struggled a lot. I felt very lonely this year. I felt very isolated. I felt lost. I felt confused. I felt overwhelmed. And I just think that's what makes life life. But I just want to reiterate that because I want you guys to remember that as well in case you feel like you're the only one who had a difficult year. No. And also as a reminder that you can experience both good and difficult things. So anyways, my loves, those are my lessons. I really hope that you enjoyed our last episode of 2023. As a final reminder, I will be taking the last two weeks off from the podcast, from my YouTube channel. But if you do want to keep up with me, I will definitely be posting regularly, probably on my Instagram stories. That's where like you can keep up with me on a day-to-day basis. But other than that, I am taking a step back i am putting my do not disturb on and i'm just taking time for me to recenter recharge regroup so that we can come back and even better in 2024 so i hope that you have an amazing holiday an amazing new year and if you have any suggestions on topics or things you would like me to discuss on the podcast for the upcoming year let me know. We have some exciting things coming up, but I always love to hear all of your suggestions as well. And that is all I have to say. So for the last and final time of 2023, as always, until next time, remember to just glow with it.